Hi, it's Vicki with Vicki Wu Marketing, and I'm excited today to bring you another interview with an exceptional entrepreneur to share their journey and teach us all their best tips that they've used in making their business a success. Today we have Kara Marie, who is a career clarity and confidence coach. Kara empowers women to find clarity in their career path and transition to experiencing more passion in their job choice so that they can love what they do or embrace a change. And I love that. And I know you're going to share quite a few things with us, including the three pillars of going from a day job to a dream job. And I feel like that's what I've done. So I'm excited to get your insight and share it with the audience. So welcome, Kara. This is Vicki Wu, and as always, we're talking about the best tips for marketing your small business. Be sure to subscribe to our channel to be notified of the latest updates. Thank you so much, Vicki. I am so grateful, excited to be here. This is a really wonderful opportunity. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to have you here as well. So I want you to start telling a bit about your business and why you started this particular venture. Absolutely. What a great place to start. So you summed it up really nicely. I work with professional women who are seeking greater clarity around their career path. And that can go one of two ways, finding the passion where they are, learning and becoming more empowered to speak up and ask for what they need, or this process can have them going down a completely new career path. A lot of the women that come to me are feeling unfulfilled, they're feeling overworked, or they're feeling underappreciated, and they're looking for something new. A lot of them are looking for something more purpose-based. And they try to infuse that in what they're doing, but oftentimes it means shifting to a new career choice. Why I started doing what I do largely comes from my own experience and from women like you, right, who have been in a career, who are deeply passionate and purpose-driven, and have got to a place where, you know, I personally felt just I wasn't feeling the excitement and the inspiration about the work that I was doing. And waking up with that feeling of excitement is an important thing to me. I'd rather be waking up excited than waking up and wanting to just like pull the covers over my head, right? I have this beautiful view out the window in the morning, and so I want to look at that and not be hiding from that. And, um, you know, I came from a nonprofit, very much a mission-driven organization, but it just became not my mission anymore as I grew and as I evolved as a person. So the organization is still doing tremendously work, but it just wasn't aligning with what I wanted to do when I got in touch with the, my body, my mind, and my heart and aligning those three things together. So it kind of put me on this mission to help others do the same thing because this type of change, especially if you've been in a career for a while, as you know, isn't always that easy. It can feel really daunting. There's a lot of different pieces to navigate and so I really support women as they navigate um, many of those, most notably the, that clarity piece because we don't want to start down the road not having clarity about where we're going. That just really helps open things up for us. I experienced similar I had the overwork part, definitely, and I 
still enjoyed doing marketing, the creative aspect of it, the helping businesses succeed aspect, but when you get to overwork, it kind of takes some of the joy out of it as well. And even though I made a shift in the same field, even that was still daunting. And I know that there's a lot of people right now perhaps having to look at that kind of shift, not through their own choice initially, but with the pandemic and layoffs and some business closings, unfortunately, they've kind of been pushed into a place where they have to make that decision. Do I get another job doing what I was doing, or is it time to kind of make that shift and kind of find something more in tune with what I'm really passionate about. So very timely as well. I should add, or I feel, you know, compelled to add that in addition, you know, you mentioned the whole pandemic and there's been so many people that have lost their jobs. And it's really sometimes these collective experiences can really shift. You know, we often hear about people having life-changing events or life-changing experiences. And it's my hope that people can really be awakened by this to like, what is really inside of them wanting to come out and what they really want to be doing. And I know short of being laid off, there's a lot of folks such as myself who knew or know that funding, you know, especially in the nonprofit sector, funding has become more scarce and different foundations are closing. And so it's really a great time to be preparing for what's coming next. And I even have some women working with me that are at the stage of planning for retirement and what do I want to do when I'm not doing this day job anymore and what is really going to make me happy? You know, women that still need to work or want to work but really want to be doing that juicy type of work that has them feeling all lit up inside. So take me on a little journey about how your business has grown and evolved since when you first started. And what a journey it has been. There is nothing quite like the journey, in, in my experience anyways. I'm not a, a parent, so I don't have a child to compare it to, uh, but nothing quite like the journey of building a business. So I started this adventure about a year and a half to two years ago. You know, the start date is fuzzy. For me, it was more of this like process of it really unfolding and feeling this sort of seed that was coming open and this like plant that starts growing. But I can recall, you know, just beginning and saying, wow, I am going to do this because I had spent the better part of a year actually applying for different jobs that were more or less in my field. And so, you know, in talking to some close friends, they were talking about how it's almost like you're going to put yourself into this other, this a new box sort of thing. I don't know if you've heard this box analogy, you know, putting from one box to the other. And what I was really challenged or coming up against was like the confines, you know, sort of the parameters of what you can do at an organization. And, um, I still spent a year doing this, but it, it came to me when I was going to visit um, the site of a job I had been offered. It was just so alive in my body that I couldn't do this. I couldn't make the shift from one job or J-O-B as we call it to another, not knowing, you know, what it was really going to be like and, you know, where these these weren't actually the changes that I wanted to make. That was very clear from the experiences and the sensations that I was having in my body. And it was kind of from that moment 
And that happened about two years ago. And it was from that moment then that I set a little bit shyly put up my sale at first, like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to do this thing. I started doing my own clarity work last year with a coach um, and then have moved into a year-long mentorship program. So I'm constantly being um, infused with all the latest and the good and the good information and, uh, you know, how to keep things going. But I would say it's definitely grown leaps and bounds. I think the day-to-day, -day, it's hard to see. But if I were to look back, you know, a year ago to think, obviously things were different. We were meeting in person then. So, of course, things are completely different now. But just, uh, you know, the visibility component and getting out in front of people and actually doing the things and offering the things that I have to offer are, are so drastically different um, than they were, say, before I had any mentorship or any idea how to, how to go forward. I went through some of that when, at my last position, I actually ended up giving six months notice because I was in charge of so much. I told them I would stay on until they found my replacement. Even during that time, I was working on building this business, but I was also occasionally applying for a job because that's what you're supposed to do. You know, we're supposed to apply for a job. It wasn't really what I wanted to do, and mine was more from the time component that I had been working 80-hour weeks, and at that point, I wasn't even sure that I could work 40. My body was rebelling and saying, hey, these 80 hours aren't working for us anymore, and I, I should have listened to it sooner than I did, but it, it just kind of feels like you're supposed to apply for a job in, in your same field. That's what you're supposed to do. And going outside, I don't like boxes. It's like in the movie The Matrix when Neo goes and the kid has the spoon, and he's like, how are you bending the spoon with your mind? And he's like, you have to understand there is no spoon. I like to say there is no box. So very similar along that line as well. And I w I'm glad that I eventually did stop and listen to what my gut was telling me and ended up on a much better journey. So when you were starting, what, since we talk about marketing on this podcast, what were your biggest marketing issues at that point? My biggest marketing issues, I would say how to attract my potential clients, right? Because I figured out pretty easy, and, I, and I, I did this in my job, right? Like developing and promoting events and things like that. And so I could really, I felt like I knew how to sort of, throw it out there, but maybe not exactly where or how to attract, you know, the clients that I was actually looking for, you know, these women who are, they could be early, mid or late career, wherever they are in their career, but women who are really thinking about change, thinking about their purpose, thinking about their dharma. And so just having that visibility and knowing where to put it. Because it's one thing to be visible, but another thing to be strategic with your visibility. Yeah, you can climb up any ladder, but you need to make sure that when you get to the top of the ladder, it's been on the correct wall all along. Over time, as your business has changed, how have you seen your marketing needs shift? As my business has changed, I have seen a shift in that I need more help, <laughs> really. When I first 
started, and, and maybe this goes back to the beginning, but I didn't know it at the beginning. You know, it was, and it's still mostly me doing the marketing on social media, on uh, different other, you know, local sites where I can advertise online events. But as I keep going and as I, it's almost like as I invest more, I, I want the return on that investment. And so I want to get out the information as broadly as possible. And and you would think what's so interesting, and I find this, is, I just, it makes me, I trip over it every time because it seems like it would be so easy to create an event and then share it. But it's like not. <laughs> there's like you create, I don't know how this happens, but you know, there's all the different platforms to put your event on, you know, and, and in just in Facebook alone, there are different ways of sharing your events and, and it feels like a million different places to share it. And so I'm, I've learned that my marketing needs, it, it's, it's, really getting the help to get the information out there. And I would also say one of the things I've been getting into more with my mentorship training is just how to write a compelling event title so that I really am actually drawing people in. So it's, it's kind of twofold. And I knew for a while, I mean, even this year, I knew my event titles weren't really tight, but I had to keep going forward. I couldn't let it stop me. And so I just kept going. And then I finally found this pause. You know, we've been covered in smoke and COVID and lots of things here in California where I'm based. And so I just found this pause and all of that and said, okay, I'm going to dig in. And I'm actually really excited about what came out of that because I have some really compelling titles that I think will be really helpful for folks to really understand what it is I'm going to be talking about in some of those events. That's a great point, too. I meet people sometimes that they wouldn't even set the event until they had everything else lined out perfect. And I always love the quote by Salvador Dali that says, have no fear of perfection because you'll never achieve it. And it's very similar to that. Yes, we all want everything perfect. You want the headline written just right so that your ideal client comes calling and, and not people that aren't really interested in what you have to offer. It's also true, especially for an entrepreneur, that at some point you just have to do and you have to put it out there and then you take these constant iterations of improving it. And so, yes, maybe this month you had a pause and the only thing you had time for was you improved the title. At some point you may decide, well, now I'm going to work on the copy and now I want better images and now I want more places to share it online. Do that. It's the concept of Agile and Scrum that people have used in tech for quite a while but it's applicable kind of to all the pieces of your business, especially when you're an entrepreneur. You put it out there as it is now and then improve it over time. So that's a really great. If, if people take nothing else from our whole conversation, that's a huge piece right there that'll help them. So we talked a bit about COVID and the pandemic and of course the smoke. You'd hope the smoke would kill the COVID, but I don't think it works that way. So how has this pandemic and people quarantining changed your business? It has impacted so many businesses. And I know for myself, there's a few different things. Um, you know, there's a lot more uncertainty now. Um, and 
for, for myself, you know, right, I enrolled in my mentorship program, my year-long mentorship program, basically at the start of the quarantine. So it was this really interesting, and I knew in my gut, right, I knew I was doing this thing. I had been watching for a year. I, I knew I was going to do this because this is, this is where I wanted to go in my life. But there wasn't, it wasn't, unsh I mean, when I say unshakable, there were moments of like, oh, man, what have I done? There's a lot of uncertainty that I think definitely that kind of mentorship has buoyed me and can buoy other people, right? If people are feeling unclear, this is actually can be a great time because you can kind of anchor down in that. And I know that as we're experiencing this collective trauma of COVID and of all the racial injustice and then of not just the wildfires, there's, you know, there's um, hurricanes happening on the coast. So the natural disasters that are happening, you know, the things that are laying on top. I know some people, like I mentioned before, can feel like, wow, I really need to break out of whatever is holding me back. Um, and so I think there's more and more people looking for that. And I would say lastly that certainly, you know, the way I started out was doing live events. I started out doing events at uh, festivals, at yoga studios, at different healing arts center. I had a wonderful event scheduled for the end of March on, you know, ditch the daily grind and find a career that lights you up. And you know, have really had to pivot from that in-person event, which can be so impactful to a, a virtual business for the foreseeable future anyways. Um, and that has been a learning curve for so many people. I think we're all learning as we go, right? So in some ways it's like, well, we're all pivoting together and we're all learning different things together for sure. Um, and it is interesting to get comfortable behind a camera, you know, staring at a little black thing as it looks back at you, as opposed to, you know, having a room full of people where you get to interact and see more facial expressions. So there's definitely been, um, you know, just a learning curve and a comfort curve with that. But I am really hopeful that one day we will be back um, to, to meeting with one another in person and having those those in-person experiences again for sure. Similar to you, I had several in-person marketing trainings scheduled, one for a hands-on workshop to build your website and one hands-on in-person workshop to basically develop your marketing plan really centered around social media. Both those had to kind of cancel and pivot them online, not into big workshops because we had a lot of one-on-one -on -one interaction in those little ones, and it's hard to do that in a big virtual event, but have pivoted it into smaller events. And luckily, we were already doing things digitally, so for us, it wasn't as big, but we've had to help several clients pivot into what can I do instead of my plan to be in person. So it, it has been interesting, and I think I lucked out I used to have a talk show on cable years ago, and local access cable will let almost anyone come talk. It's amazing. They let me. And But it was funny because I'd be out in the community, and I thought no one was watching this. It was centered around nonprofits in the community. And people would come up and, oh, I saw your show, you know, this morning at 5 a.m. And I'm like, why are you, first of all, why are you up at 5 a.m.? And why are you watching me at 5 a.m.? But the being in front of the camera was 
a little more comfortable for me. So I think I got to uh, benefit a bit from that. Before you started your business, what's something that you wish someone would have told you about being an entrepreneur? Well, I think for me, there's probably several of them, but one that came to me right away was just how long it takes. And this was said to me in so many ways, but I think people tend to focus on, you know, the possibilities and what's possible and all the success stories. And that's all for good reason, right? We need to hold that goal out in front of us and believe that it's possible <laughs> because when we you know, realize just how long it takes and what kind of, you know, it's a marathon. There are like little sprints inside the marathon, but it is definitely more of a marathon. This is a long-term adventure. We're not just sprinting around the block. We're, yeah, we're running a marathon or two or three. Um, and just to really kind of like power up those internal reserves. I think I'm pretty fairly lucky in that I have a you know, some personal practices that keep me refreshed and rejuvenated, and I probably could practice them more. You know, I have good spiritual practices, and I, I definitely can practice them more, right, to keep me sort of um, topped off, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, just the, the endurance that's needed. I know I keep having to come back and sort of re-enroll myself in the process, and that, yeah, this is, this is what I want, and just keep checking in that, that that's, and just that that's all normal. You know, that that's a normal part of this whole process. And the same thing that I mentioned earlier, too, about just keep putting one foot in front of the other. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's a constant evolution. And it's a constant experiment, right? It's always an experiment. So to find some joy in that, too, you know, like so that, you know, I tend to be more of a serious person, although I also have my, you know, my other side. So, but to really, you know, not, take it too seriously when things don't work out because like it's inevitable that you'll have some setbacks or you know what you might call failures along the way and it's all about learning it's just all about learning and picking yourself back up and saying okay what am I going to do different next time because you got to keep going forward I look at that as data collection and I learned what doesn't work and maybe there's a piece of it that I keep and continue on and turn into what does work. And one of the pieces I hope all entrepreneurs that are just starting out or getting ready to start out always remember is that in most cases, it takes a minimum of about a year for your business to really see a profit. And I see some of the forums that I share advice in from time to time, I'll see somebody post, well, I made an online store in a website a week ago and nobody's bought anything yet. It's like, hello, in a week, they still don't even know who you are. They need to see your message 11 times before it even registers that you exist. That kind of expectation to expect that it is a long road, but then it starts building and growing and snowballing and it's all great when it does. So I'd like you to share a tip or two, whatever you have for the audience, anything related to your business or 
life advice in general, whatever you'd like to share. Sure. I thought that I would just touch upon those three pillars that you mentioned at the very, very beginning, the three pillars of my program. So what I have built for women seeking career clarity and confidence, and I I like putting those two together because it's one thing to get the clarity, and it's another to have the confidence to carry it out, right? And you could say in reverse is also, it's great to be confident, If you don't have the clarity about what you're confident about, it's hard to move forward. In the program that I developed, so I have this six-step, six-month program that walks women who are seeking career clarity and confidence through over the six-month period. And there are three pillars that are like an umbrella to that whole program. And those are voice, vision, and vibration. And it all comes back to the first pillar around voice, really finding your voice. I think for a lot of us, we have a lot of stories that we tell ourselves for better or worse. We are all born into a family with unique beliefs, with unique systems, and like it or not, they stick with us, right? And it's only as we grow and evolve that we learn that those may not be serving us, right? But they're so embedded as the fabric of our being, right? That it's really important to figure out what voice is yours versus what's kind of being infiltrated from the things that really aren't serving you anymore. So really finding your voice, shedding some of that stuff that you don't need anymore and getting and having your voice be like really pure. We do sing in in my, in my work with clients. We do actually use our voice. And so I mean it in multiple ways. It's a metaphor, but it's also literal. And then getting clear on your vision is the second pillar. Uh, that vision is so so important and um, you know I listen to <laughs> meditations every morning and there's so much in those meditations about vision and about intention and about you know what you hold dear and how that informs your vision because that clarity is so important because there is a lot of energy and there is a lot of time and there's a lot of money of yourself that you invest into creating or going into a change or any transition and your vision can evolve but it's so good to have something that feels really good when you begin because that's really going to power you forward not only like your your vision and your reason like your dharma and your purpose but also what's going to come to you in your life once once you you know what is it that you're you want to bring into your life with this new vision that you have And then finally, vibration is this key component. We are all energy, right? We are all, like if you get down, I have a a science background, and so this really resonates with me on many different levels, this this concept of vibration and energy. You know, if we get down to ourselves, um, you know, and just like the atom, right, is made up of these teeny tiny they're called electrons and protons and neutrons and just they're vibrating everything right we talk about uh, stones and the vibration of different minerals and stones so there's a piece of that in us right in keeping our energy not only clean but also vibrating you know at a really high frequency because what we put out there's so many quotes about this but what we put out is what we get back and so if we are in the doldrums we are going to get more doldrums. And when we can lift up out of that and see possibility, 
and see our vision, we're going to be creating that and bringing that back into our life. And so we do a lot of work around just energetic practices to keep, to keep that going so that we're bringing that in so that when we get our voice and our vision, that's what we're bringing into our lives on a, on a consistent basis. And that all takes practice. I know I was not, you know, I was like, what is this whole thing about energy and, and vibration? And um, it's not really something you can explain and put into words. And I think that's why it's kind of hard for a lot of people or even for me to try and explain. But it's it's real and it's there. And it is such a key part of, of doing the work to moving forward. I like what you said about the voice and it reminds me of the creativity blog I did recently how people think they're not creative and I went through some concepts about how you can feel more creative kind of the most important one out of that is that internal voice the inner critic and everybody always says you need to silence it you need to just shut it up you know tell it go away you're not saying anything good to me but when you actually examine it and question it that kind of is the point at which you can get free of the negative pieces of that voice and turn it into positive. So I also like how that kind of ties in with the vibration and attraction. We do a lot on attraction marketing. And actually, I had that discussion recently about this inner critic and your inner voice. And now you're mentioning it on this podcast. It all kind of ties together. But I've recently been getting to work some with Jack Canfield, who is one of the people in The Secret. And that movie, The Secret, or documentary, if you want to call it that, is actually on Netflix right now. So I got to go back and watch it again. And it's all about the law of attraction. So I, I believe that shifting our internal dialogue helps with putting out the right thing in the universe and then you do attract the right thing back. So it's all aligned. Now at this point, I'm going to ask you if you have any questions for me, they can be marketing related or whatever you want to ask me and I'll tell you about me or I will hopefully give you some tips on your marketing if that's what you need. I, I just want to comment. I love that you tied that back and you have something that's similar. And I just love how you weaved all that together. That was really awesome, Vicki. <laughs> that was so great. And definitely transforming the negative voices and even harnessing all that energy too, right? Because it's there. We might as well put it to good use. But we got to figure out how to do that. And it is such an ongoing process. Anyways. Um, I, can, I could go on about that for a long time, so I will, I will ask you this question. For beginning entrepreneurs, you know, for someone just starting out, you had mentioned, you know, someone at week one and that it takes, you know, about a year or for some others longer. If you have top three or if that's giving away too much, it could just be, you know, the top one. But what would be the top three things you recommend for entrepreneurs to do in terms of their marketing when they're starting out to get the broadest bang for their buck or like really to get as visible as they can, right? Because, you know, you imagine that someone is coming out of nowhere and has no client base aside from their friends and family. And where do they... What are their most concrete steps to take? I love that. And these all cover pieces that we, that we speak about regularly. First is I hear a lot of people say, oh, don't worry, you don't need a website. And that is some of the worst advice I've ever heard 
and you will never hear me say that. You do need some type of website. It doesn't have to be a big, expensive version. And that's what I always tell people. The very beginning entrepreneurs a lot of times have to find ways to get it done without using a lot of budget. So do something as simple as Google has their free Google site. It is not your choice that you need to use long term because it's lacking in a lot of things that can actually help you propel your business further. But at a minimum, set up a basic WordPress website or even a Google site, something that you control. That's one of the reasons why we have a whole WordPress 101 where we teach people to build their own website, similar to the in-person workshop that we were going to be doing, so that if they don't have the budget to invest in paying a web designer, web developer, they can at least get something. People mistakenly think their website has to be beautiful to convert. It helps if you understand design and you know marketing best practices to how to weave it all together and you know the SEO. All of that can help you get more and more customers, but you need something that you control because what these people recommend is you don't need a website because you can just use social media. Well, let me tell you the number of bad stories I've had of people coming to me and becoming a client because a third-party site like social media Facebook, Instagram has banned them and shut down their account and so they've lost all that work they've put in or even third-party website providers such as Etsy. I had a, someone come and she became a client that Etsy had shut down her $10,000 a month store with no appeal. They're, they're kind of like, nope, once we do it, you're done. And the reason why they shut it down she, she was at an Airbnb and the people had used the same IP address, some guest, and they were doing questionable things on Etsy. And since Etsy saw she then used the same IP address, they shut her down. She didn't have list of orders in process. She didn't have the list of her past clients. She had to start over from scratch. So whenever you have these third-party platforms that you don't own, you always risk that your own website that you control the hosting or in the case of Google, theirs is a free version. Like I said, it's very limited, but you still own it unless Google goes completely out of business. I don't see that happening. And it's also the only place where you can say whatever you want. Even on Facebook, for example, Facebook ads have been cracking down so hard on innocuous stuff. I've had clients that they get their ads rejected left and right. Same verbiage, same image, all of it, the same that they were running six months ago, and now it just gets rejected first time around, and they're not doing anything related to COVID, anything related to politics, anything related to jobs, employment, health, any of these categories that Facebook is always real particular about. There's just things outside of our control and your website is one of the few that you can control. So that's my first one is that you need a website that also establishes credibility because one of the first things millennials do, which now extends to Gen Y and Gen Z, even if they've been recommended you by a friend, they still go search for you online. And so you want that one place where you have control over what it says. 
The second thing is to just start somewhere with your marketing. Start on a platform that you already use because maybe it's not the one ideal one for your client target, but it's the one that you're on regularly and therefore you already have the time built in that you're using the platform and adding on a small layer of you using it for business isn't that hard. Time becomes very critical when you're a solo entrepreneur and say so you need to use it wisely and it doesn't matter if maybe you're on Instagram and Instagram isn't the best for older markets, say, like seniors. And so maybe you're thinking it's not the best, but if that's where you are, start there. And then when you have that down, expand from there. And at that point, look at which social media platform or which marketing method, email, text, whatever it may be, what you need to use at that point. And then the third one, and this is going to sound really familiar to you, is you need to get clear on your voice or your brand message. This is for a couple reasons. You need brand consistency, yes. You also need to make sure you're talking to the right target audience, that you're attracting the right people that are interested in what you have to offer. You don't want to be attracting a lot of the wrong people and you're wasting a lot of time and energy trying to talk them into buying. Let them self-deselect and focus on the ones who are right. But what it also does is at the point, like you said, you're at the point where you're starting to, you know, you need help. When you get to that point, you have to be really clear on your own message before you can relay it to someone to help you promote that message. And if you pull in at a VA or whatever at that point, unless you're pulling in someone to help you with the strategy and choosing that messaging, you have to have it clear yourself. And if you don't have it clear yet, you need to delay that first using of a VA or most people don't hire anyone full time until they get much bigger. But that first hire or contractor, you need to delay that until you do get your voice and your messaging clear so that you can give that person the proper direction and you're not having to micromanage. You're able to just kind of hand it off with the guidance all around it because if you're having to micromanage someone, that can actually take more time than doing it yourself. I don't want to micromanage, but if you're not clear on what job you need the person to do, they're not able to do it on their own. And so you've got to find that balance. Do I need a VA? If you understand your messaging and your brand and what needs to be said and how it needs to be said, and you can relay that information to someone else, you go with a VA. If you're not clear on that yet, you need to sit down and go with some strategizing and some building your brand, not just a logo and colors, but your brand voice as well. So that's kind of my top three, and I do them in that order. Get a website, start with whatever one, marketing, if you like email, do that. If you like text, do that. If you like Facebook, do that. And then make sure you really start honing in on your branding. And branding is kind of like everything else, kind of like your events. You may end up fine-tuning it for a while and going through a process to get the clarity of you inside and how you bring that out into written and spoken and visual communication. So. That's my three tips on where a new entrepreneur 
would want to start. And if you didn't start there, it's never too late. You can start now, and doing those things will actually improve your business. Those were amazing. Gold. Like, Everybody that's listening just got three large chunks of gold, right, that are really worth a lot. So thank you so, so much. And I'm happy to say that I have a website. It is simple. I've done it myself because that's what you do as a solo entrepreneur. You figure out how to make it happen, and then you do it. And it gets revised. Like, it is time-consuming, but it is you know, you mentioned earlier, one of your questions for me was what has changed since I started. And, and that is also something that I could have said is like the messaging, right? The clarity, the like figuring out who I'm talking to. And so my website has gone through these iterations as that has happened for sure. And that's been a, in a huge part to mentorship, I have to say. I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at without that and the clarity because uh, there's a lot of different ways to get clear, and even in that, it causes confusion, right? I mean, you really drove it home for me why, and I've heard of these people whose profiles are shut down and things that happen for whatever reason, and you don't always have a recourse, and that's huge. And so you immediately, I'm pinged to be like, all right, I need to be getting that content from social media onto my website in some way, shape, or form. And I already have a plan for that. But now it's like, oh, yeah, you got to, it's really instilled the motivation in me to really get that, you know, whether it's a blog or, or whatever it is on my site so that that information is carried through and not lost should something happen to those social media sites. And it's it true as the social media sites become all interconnected and like one conglomerate, it's just going to be even harder for us later, right? They're wonderful for networking and wonderful for connecting because there's so many people on them, but it's great to actually know the reality of what is potentially can go wrong. So you're ready. Just starting somewhere is super important. We talked about that. And then the clarity, of course, you know, is, is that thing that's definitely been a huge, a huge thing for me in this last six months even, just who am I talking to and what are we talking about? And it still gets refined a little bit. And that's okay. All a grand experiment as we talked about. Even uh, you would think the marketing guru that used to be my company name actually had the word guru until all these people started making disparaging remarks about gurus who weren't really gurus. So I dropped that off as part of my brand evolving. Even I who, you know, a ton of experience building brands, brand messaging, brand voice, and a ton of experience with websites, I tend to focus so much on my clients' work that I don't update my own as often as I probably should or could because, again, my time to me is precious. So I'd rather spend the time helping the clients than working through and making mine shiny and pretty. But even I go through and regularly review my information as the still saying what I want it to say, and is it still reflecting what I am, who I am, what we provide, and what the customers, target customers want and need. And then sometimes also when I'm working on a client's website, a lot of them are redesigns, so they had something done initially and they get to the point where like, now we need to make it prettier and make it more functional and make it better marketing best practices on it, better conversion practices, better SEO. Even still, all the years I've been doing websites, one of the customers will ask me for something special on their site. 
that I know can be done, but I haven't done it. And so, you know, I go research. All these people who are developers and tell you they code from scratch, they don't. They go Google it and they copy and paste. Just telling you, I have multiple programmers in my family. They all do that. So I learn from them. I don't have to know the answer. I just have to know how to find the answer. And so I'll enact something on a client's website, and then I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I'll go add it to my own. So even my own messaging, brand voice, and website are constantly kind of go undergoing fine-tuning. Before I ask you for your contact information and how the audience can get in touch with you, which we'll also be sharing in the uh, description, I just want to check in and see any last-minute comments or advice for the audience. I would say in everything that we've talked about, really finding the support that fits you, you know, finding the people that can help you with whatever it is you're doing. If you're looking for clarity around your career, around your life, around whatever it is, find that person. If you're looking for the help around marketing or advertising, you know, find that person. I have this quote, actually. It's out on a frame next to me, and it's Brene Brown quote about how we are not meant to do this alone. I'm going to misquote it, but it's about how we're not meant to do this alone, right? Like we're just not meant, it's like, yes, we're solopreneurs and we're doing it in community with all the other solopreneurs. So we're not doing it alone. So as you look for your marketing clarity or your career clarity, you know, find the people that can help you get there because there are so many books, there are so many websites, there are so many sources of information. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming to try and do it yourself. And I would just say be open to receiving the support and go looking for it because it really is life changing when you find the right person. So, so true. I equate searching on Google to being that you're thirsty and you want to drink a water and you get shot with a fire hose instead of just a sip from a glass. So and that's kind of what we try to do for our clients is narrow it down. You don't need to go research and search everything because I've probably done all of that for you in my 30 years of dating myself, of doing marketing. Yes, we were not meant to live life and we weren't meant to start businesses in a bubble. And even your competitor, another person over there who does the same thing, can actually turn into one of your biggest resources and places that refers you business. So abundance mentality, there's plenty of everything out there, so don't feel fear that you need to do it alone. So now I want you to share with the audience who is ready to hear more about your program at this point, <laughs> how they can get in contact with you. And we will share all of this in the description of the audio video um, and article in the podcast. So be sure to check it, but go ahead and share as well. There are two ways to get in touch with me. I know it's not really traditional usually to share to, but because we've talked about websites, I now want to give people the link to my website. <laughs> it's very simple. Um, I have a free guidebook waiting there for you. It's called Three Keys to Create a Career That Lights You Up. It's a totally free guidebook. It walks you through these three keys to get you started on that path to the clarity that you're looking for. And that is on my website, which is very simple. It's caramarie.com. My name is spelled with an H, though, 
So you'll have to look at those show notes to make sure you get the, the spelling right, but it's caramarie.com. It's right up there. Uh, first thing when you land on the page, you'll see where you can opt in to get that free guidebook on three keys to career clarity. The other thing that I am super, super stoked about, like really excited about, is I have every Monday um, in my Facebook group, I have a live event that happens Monday mornings. It's at 8.30 Pacific time. So it's early, but it's designed to be before the workday starts for those of us on the West Coast so that we can kind of get this little energy in before we go off for this week of work. And I have a whole new batch of content that's rolling out starting next Monday of October. October is all about this first step to job satisfaction. How do you show up and feel inspired at work? So every Monday in October, I'm going to be highlighting um, a set of tools or tips or hacks um, in a half an hour live event every Monday in my Facebook group, which I still haven't given you. It's called the Purposeful Posse, and there'll be a link to that as well in the show notes, of course. Um, it's pretty easy to find. You can go on Google and search for it. But I'm just so excited, you know, the whole rest of the year, talk about planning and structure and strategy. I've got the rest of the year planned out, and I am just so thrilled to be able to share it with all of you. So I hope that you will find the Purposeful Posse Facebook group and check it out. The, the live events are usually live in the group for a series of weeks, so you can always come back and check it out. Like if you're listening to this podcast a month later or two months later, you can still get in the group and still get awesome content. And if it's not the same stuff, it'll be new stuff. So join us there, and I hope to see you. Really great information. And I've, I've seen both your Monday morning live event and your the three Ps on your website. So really great information, and hopefully people will go take advantage of that. Tara, it has been so great to have you here on the podcast today and catch up with what you're doing and where your business is going. And you shared some great information for our audience and we're so thrilled to watch and see what more you come out with great information on your Facebook group. Thank you so much, Vicki. It has been such a pleasure and such a great opportunity to be here with you. It was so great to catch up and see where everything is for everyone right now. So I really, really appreciate the opportunity. And if you have any marketing questions, you can ask them down in the comment or discussion area below, or you can visit our website, vickiwoo.marketing, and in the bottom right corner, you'll find a chat bubble icon. You can ask your question there, and we will either answer you directly, or we may even use your question on an upcoming episode.